All right, good night and welcome to Just a Conversation. In the midst of that, we have none other than Minister Mon, Brother Matthew, uh, Minister Hayden, and our guest tonight is none other than Mr. Glamar Lingo. Man, it's been awesome. It's been real. It's real out here? It's blessed out here. It's blessed out here. So we're going back to this blessed out here this week. So it's blessed out here. You know, it's it's. let me tell you something, man. Every day above ground is a good day. You know, I always say, listen, once the white chalk is not around you and you're alive, mm. live your life, man. Right. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your life to the yeah. fullest. You know, there's a meme that's going around that says, man, listen, you only live once. But my thing is that <laughs> you only die once, but you live every day. <laughs> so live life to your fullest. You know, always aim for the stars. Shoot for the stars. Don't let nothing stop you. The only thing that can stop you is you, you know, and the only thing that could hold you back is you. So... I encourage you, you know, keep pressing towards the car, the stars. Keep pushing, keep plugging. Don't don't stop, man. You know, don't give up. Never give up. Never quit. You know, you always hear me say that, man. It's like you got to just keep fighting every day. Mm-hmm. Last week we talked about fight back. You got to know when and where to fight back, right, Matthew? Yeah. But yeah, so don't forget to hop over to our YouTube page. It's just a conversation. Don't forget when you're coming on to share this program out. You know, bless someone, let someone be a, be a blessing unto someone tonight. So, yeah, man, we're going to have an awesome conversation tonight. You know, we're going to talk about... Huh. Dun, 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 dun. Ah. But, Brother Matt, he's sleeping. What are we going to talk about tonight? <laughs> it's crazy, actually, man. It's like... <clears throat> it's blessed, it's blessed like, That too, that too. So, uh, the topic for tonight is kind of based off... What I got, from, well, what I summarized from just glancing over your work, because I'm not like that in depth. Right. Yeah, I like right. I like just getting on the, um, the meat of it, and then just the other stuff is like, yeah, for everybody else. Um, how do you keep fighting when your problems feel impossible to overcome? Because mm. I remember you wrote about, uh, just by the summary of what you uh, wrote about, you were saying that you went through a lot of things. And you said, uh, so how do you not let the situation around you, like, say, you know what? That's it. Because I remember you said something about suicide and a few other things. And I'm like, right. Oh, okay. Right. Um. So the the short answer to that is God. That's it. <laughs> Just one word, God. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't take any credit for anything. Um, someone in the Bible says it's the spirit that discerns after spiritual things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's just God. Um, God's grace and mercy that has kept me through it. Um, just some of the things that I've experienced, which we all have a story to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, that's the, the theme of everything. We all, but some of the things I did go through, like you said, um, I suffered with, you know, through mental health, I suffered with um, suicidal thoughts. Um, I suffered um, with, with, you know, if sought bipolar disorder. I suffered with a few things, um, polydrug abuse. Um, what is that? Polydrug abuse is when you are entert- entertaining the body with drugs. So it's like using different, when you're on four different drugs. So it's not just one, not just two, but yes. Um, And I just say that all to say that it was when God has a calling on your life, Mm -hmm. it's that's that's all that matters. And once, so what kept me going through Mm -hmm. the long answer would simply be not giving up, Mm -hmm. knowing that at the end of the day, God was going to use me. For a greater purpose. Can I can I ask you? Um, okay, you said you were agnostic. Yes. And I don't know the definition. I, I kind of brushed up on it, but I don't want to define what that is because right. someone might say that's not what it is. So before you, like you said, realize God. Right. What were you banking on? So I grew up in the church. Um, I'm a preacher's kid, and I grew up in the church. Third generation in this thing. And um, which is all the cliche things that you'd say, but um, 
born on the pew. That's that's the term I always use. I was born on the pew, um, always doing something, always in the ministry. And, you know, I was singing on the choir. I was um, in the children's youth ministry. There was not a ministry that I didn't sign up for. So, like, nice. literally. But I didn't have my own experience of knowing God for myself. I was mm. just there because my parents brought me there. I was baptized at the age of seven. I was filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I did sought after God, believed in God, but I didn't know God, you know, intimately. Exactly. And when I left my parents' home at 19 years old, Mm -hmm. which was out of the will of God, and I knew I was doing that, um, I never sought God's for it. And everyone, my, even my pastor, everyone was, um, God was speaking through them. No, don't go. Don't go. (laughs) And, but I, I went um, ignorantly went, and I share a little bit more in depth in the book, but I, was I, I college, went... Was it college or... I went um, just to move out, just because oh. I was homeschooled. Yeah. I'm a homeschooled preacher's oh, okay. kid. Cool. No one thinks that I can go out on my own. Yeah. And I said, you know what, I want to do this on my own. It was just a little pride thing. Okay. Um, and I went out to Orlando. You know, I got my job, I got my place. I thought I was doing it all on my own. And mm-hmm. during that season, I... Since I was working all the time, I wasn't going to church as much. Mm. And now the devil is now has his guess to have time. Room now. Exactly. Yeah. To whisper into your all the lies yeah. that he's been trying to to, to whisper for years. From the exactly. Yeah. So now that I find myself in this situation, I realize that without having an in-depth, in-depth, intimate experience with God, mm. I had nothing to go off on. Wow. So for years, I was agnostic. I said, why should I believe in God? Because I didn't have a, a God experience. Mm-hmm. Or I didn't realize I had a God experience. Yeah, nice. Um, so you just pretty much just going to church, just going through the motions, but you never really got that relationship with God that you were supposed to have. Exactly. So that's, that's why, you know, for years I was an agnostic. I would say agnostic because until... Yeah, so, 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 so to define agnostic, it's just basically... Saying, um, f- so for the world's view, point of view, mm-hmm. everything is in black and white. Yeah. Um, you know, to us, it's like you either this or you're oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're either a Christian or you're an atheist. Yeah, yeah. But to the world's point of view, you're, you're, there's the middle ground. There's a gray area. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the, my definition, my own terms is, you know, like you believe in a higher power or you're open to the thought. You're just waiting on. Um, proof. So you're pretty much okay. doubting Thomas. So that is a, how I would define agnostic. You're doubting Thomas until. Okay. Does that make sense? Or yeah, am I speaking yeah. gibberish? No. Uh, no, 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 you make a lot of sense. <laughs> okay. A lot of people feel that way. But I think a lot of, a lot of folks, that's like, let me say a lot of folks, right. a lot of kids that's grown up in the church, after a while they always do like, they stray. Right. You know, because yeah. that's all they've known. That's all they've seen. So they mm-hmm. You know, so the minute that they, have, they, they get like a little... What do you say? You give them like a, what do you say? You give them like a, um, like an, inch. an inch, they take a mile. Yeah, but they take a long mile, you know, because <laughs> they've been up. sheltered their whole life. You know, all they knew is church. You know, you see, you go to Monday night service, you go to Bible study, you go to mm-hmm. prayer, you go to church, you go to right. Sunday night church. That's all they pretty much know. So the minute they, the minute they go out and they, they, they say, for instance, they, they, they dabble and they drink a beer, it's like, yo, bro. <laughs> This is good. With a keg, yeah. yeah, with a keg, you know what I mean. So you know, a lot of a lot of folks. I mean, a lot of a lot of kids do go through that. You know, being brought up in the church. Yeah, right. you know, and they 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 always tend to. You know, my wife always said, you know, like, listen, like, you know, she brought up in the church, so the minute she got an opportunity to run, she ran. It's like you know? freedom, right? Yeah, she said she ran, and when she ran, it was like, you know, it's like whoa, like you know, she was just living the life, enjoying the world. Yeah. But even though. You were doing all of that. God still was like, hey, I got you. That's right. Yeah, you all the time. All I'm going to be time. honest. Is like, I was never that dude. Because for me... Well, first of all, you got to venture out. But here's the thing, though. I've dabbled in a few things, and I was like... All right, don't put yourself out there. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed that that's not for me. Because I remember for the longest time, they are like, oh... You can't go to the movies. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait. So in the Bible, it say you can't go to the movies? No, you go to the movies. You just no, 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 what's no, your no. intentions when you go to the movies? It. Think about it. A few years back, mm. they were very adamant. Certain churches, mm-hmm. like, they were very adamant, like, don't go it's to the movies. Mm-hmm. Because it's sinful. Oh, you can catch your pastor there. Oh, it's a problem. I'm like, yeah. 
How is it safe so to go to the movies? I, I have no idea, but I think it all depends on what you're going to see. So were you going like, to the movies? I went as soon as um, I could. I was like, all right. I'm but did you go here. by yourself? Me? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, yeah. and then it's like yeah, all the times when I didn't. But it's like I went. I really want to experience. I'm like, nah, nobody going. That's a nonsensical the, rule. The, the I thing don't that, see the thing how that people should always understand, and it's something that I I grew up learning. Like once you tell your kids, don't. They gonna do, yeah. you know. So my yeah. uncle, I remember my uncle sat me down one time. We're we're having um, a family vacation. He's like, listen, he's like, listen, cause they call me Chappy. He's like, listen, Chappy. The first time my daughter like like was um been around like say marijuana, it was through me. Mm-hmm. He's like, listen, I'm gonna do it with you, mm-hmm. you know. So you have an understanding what it is. You know, he's like, I'm not telling you to do that with your kids, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying like, if you're telling your kids, don't do, don't do, don't do, don't do, mm-hmm. they're gonna do it. That is true. You know, so if you're gonna say. Okay, don't go to the movies. It's a sin. Okay, why is it a sin to go watch a movie? But it all depends. Like, listen, if you go to the movies and you have a partner with you, mm-hmm. and you're holding hands, and it's dark, uh, and it's, it, you gotta explain that, it to them. That's the thing. It that's makes a difference. But if you're just gonna make it very vague, like don't go to the movies, it's a sin. Where's the sin in it? That is so true. And back to even the agnostic thing. That's one of the stuff that stemmed it, or. Um, gave foundation to it mm-hmm. because at, um, a lot of lives were taught in church um, not from the pulpit but from within the pew in the sense mm-hmm. of we taught a generation that doing certain things was a sin which it wasn't yeah. but beca- and because of that now that they are doing certain things or they realize that maybe it's not a sin or whatever that they are now like okay I guess this is what I do I guess I'm a sinner I guess I leave the church. Clarify that a little bit. Like, what you say they were taught that wasn't so, a sin? So, for, so even... One, like one even, big... Hold on. Let yeah. me put something like that. One big thing that I think the church mm-hmm. says is a sin that I never looked at as a sin mm-hmm. is tattoos. You know what I mean? And that's just me. Yes. Yeah. I never looked at it as a sin. Uh-huh. You know, because, I mean, growing up, I love God. Mm-hmm. But I started getting tattoos. Mm-hmm. I never looked at it as a sin because when you read what the Bible said, it was like, listen, they were doing that to like honor their gods. Mm-hmm. But now they could say, listen, you got tattoos, yeah, out of like, like my first tattoo was like when I lost my stepdad. Right. So I got the Lord's supper. I got the Lord's supper put on me, and that's I remember our last supper. You know, we sat there, we ate. You know, it was me, him, my stepfather, my mom. You know, that to me like it was like very like something like I'm a whole forever. Mm-hmm. Now I wasn't gonna put no, not not for say R.I.P. No dead man on my arm. So I used the Last Supper, right. you know, as a as a as a resemblance of it. You understand what I'm saying? And then now they could say like, oh, once you get an ink in your body, you're like putting another. But you know, it, it's like different ways I understand it now what they were saying. But to me, it's like 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 tell me why. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't just tell me it's a sin. Yeah, this because is, even when I read the Bible, I'm going to get my own understanding, understanding. of it. That's the you understand scene. what I'm saying? Yeah, he was talking right. about that. So so to stick a pen, mm-hmm. um, I know for. For, for, I'll use an example with me. There's certain things that, um, and I won't go into depth, that God revealed to me that I shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's not for me to tell you. It's not, yeah. It's that's, not, that's my yeah, conviction. We, yeah, we always talk about that. So because of that, what a lot of people has done is they put whatever that's supposed to be for them. For everybody. For everybody. Yeah, okay. that's it. Makes sense. Yeah. So mm. like, for example, a good friend of mine, um, that's bingo. He, his, a good friend of mine, his parents are evangelists. Traveling evangelist, um, they go around the world, and um, he actually is a member of the uh, church, One Hope Church in um, Orlando, Florida, and um, right now his parents are deacons there, and um, the whole point is he comes from a family like where there's alcohol issues. Okay. So if he touches alcohol, it's no question. It's already going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, he doesn't drink alcohol. Not because well, he believes it's a sin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he knows it's going to put him. Exactly. Right. So for him, he needs yeah. to stay away from right. that. Yeah. That's not for anybody else because especially he goes to a church where they don't have anything against drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the Bible says do it in... Modern. Modern. Exactly. Yeah, That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, at the end of the day, he cannot do that. Because but he sees that it's not expedient for him. Yes, because so he knows where it's going to put him down. The path. But then some people could say do it in moderation, but my moderation might be different from your moderation. Exactly, and that's why for some people they just need to stay away. That's, that's true. Yeah. So I may, I may, be, I may, I may be able to drink a fifth right. and, minister, and not yeah. get drunk with Minister Mine could probably only drink a half a glass and he's walking around here like, bruh. <laughs> you know, yeah. so everybody have their different moderation, but... Mm-hmm. You know, um, the Pentecostal church, you know, coming up, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're, you're taught, like, you know, if you're going out with a, 
with a female, right? You got to carry somebody else with you, right? You know, and okay. that was a big thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta, well, you have a chaperone. It's just, it's just pretty much to be on the safe side, so you don't do yeah. nothing crazy. Because it's oh, like so you can't trust yourself. Is that what you're telling me? No, you can't trust yourself. That's what that's what was taught. I'm not being honest with you. You can't trust yourself. You know what it really it really is is even if you can't trust yourself, we're mm-hmm. taking an extra measure just to make sure. Just in case. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like that's what a chaperone is. We trust you. Have nah, fun. Nah. But we waxing you. <laughs> we, we the be, moment you, you said but you don't trust me. No, 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 we do. But <laughs> okay. What I'm trying to say is okay, for instance, I got babies, right? Yeah. I got a one year old. I'm gonna let her go play. On the on the on the But you gonna watch her? Yeah, but but if she climbs up the thing by herself, mm. that's fine. But I'm like this. Okay. Just in case she fall, mm. so I could catch her. But I ain't gonna touch her. Like if you letting somebody ride a bike and you teach them how to ride a bike, you gonna let them ride. You gonna ghost ride with them. You ain't gonna touch them. But just in case they fall, you better be right there to get them before they bust their head. And right. then that's that's that that goes a lot with our topic. When you wanna when you're finding God through the wilderness. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna make some mistakes. Yeah, you're, wow. you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna stump your toe. You're gonna fall, you but gonna, it's just, you just got to get up. You're gonna see you something know? that look pretty, and you're gonna touch it, and it's gonna be poison ivy. <laughs> Even God it. Himself, when He was going through His forty days fast, mm-hmm. who hit Him up in the desert? The yeah. enemy Himself, like yo, I give you all of this if you bother me. And the Spirit led Him there. <laughs> what? Say it again. The, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit led, led Him there. there. You know, so it was, it was there for him to get. It was there for his test. The test. So we all gonna go that. through a test. So it's not like you. No. Yeah. I don't trust you. I'm being honest with you. I trust you. I, he, he don't. Say, <laughs> I trust you. I trust ah, you. But I, I just gotta make sure that if you fall down, you don't crack. I gotta make sure. Bro. You don't know how 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 like <laughs> yo. It's like once you have attraction for somebody. First of all, when <laughs> when you're dating. And you just you're first talking to somebody. You never meet the real person. That that's real. that's always like the the fakest person you could meet <laughs> is the first person you ever meet yeah. when you try to talk to somebody. You're never gonna meet the real person. They're gonna laugh. They're time gonna be like, ah, da, da, da. but time will tell. Yeah. And you get attracted to that person. Mm-hmm. You get attracted to the smile. You get attracted to the what to, think is yeah, real. what is real and it's not really real. Yeah. So yeah, when you go out there, you're alone. <laughs> I don't trust you. Mm-hmm. I don't trust me. <laughs> That's right. You know what I mean? Because you were attracted to that person and anything could happen. So that's why the Pentecostal church like, listen, no, you're going to take somebody with you. And they said, petting is okay. You can hold hands. That's it. No further. I mean, okay. the, what, how, how I look at that is just simply, if you are someone who is about holiness, mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. the path, that oh. won't, you, certain things you, you, you're not going to worry about. Um, certain things um, you, you're gonna be like, if that's if that's um, what the elders say or those who has wisdom is 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 leading me to do, I'm like, okay, then I'll do it. Right, that's, yeah, that yeah, won't be yeah. a problem yeah. right. because at the end of the day, my mind is on a different path. I'm yeah, focused yeah, yeah. on. Right. I get what you're saying. You know. Yeah. Well, well, Gregory Cole, like I said, <laughs> I don't trust me. <laughs> you know, I already said it, so I'll, you don't trust me. That's fine. But if you ever tune in, you can um, holler at my boy Gregory Cole. He has a uh, um, a podcast that he does, he does it like every night. You know, he's on Facebook. You know, nice. type in his name, Gregory Cole. Hit him up. You know, he plays some good old school Jamaican music. None of this all new right. stuff that's gonna, you know, mess up your mind or all this curse word or nothing. He plays none of that stuff. He plays all old, genuine music. You know, so hit him up. You know, it's Gregory Cole. But yeah, I trust you though, Gregory. You my, you my boy. But yeah, <laughs> but you know, going back to it, it's like you know when you, a lot of us went through our wilderness stages, right? Mm-hmm. And without the willingness, and it's one thing I always say, listen, like, everybody think, like, you know, the, the world just turned. The world turns because positive and negative makes the world turn. That's right. So you're going to have, just like the Bible said, what did Jesus do to Judas? He kissed him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He made him kiss him. He made Judas kiss him because he was like, listen. You, his friend. Exactly. Yeah. And then he looked at Peter, which walked with him. Right. And said, guess what? Get thee behind me, Satan. And rebuked him. Yeah. So you need negative to become something. You're going to need people telling you you're not going to be nothing. That's you're right. not going to turn out to nothing. You're going to be like your, like they say in the islands, you're going to be like your daddy. You ain't going to be nothing. Da, 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 whatever. That's your wilderness moment. Mm-hmm. But guess what? What you get, what you learn from that and what pushes you to excel you to be the person who you are and who you're going to be, that's what gets you out of it. Hey, minister. So if I get this right, mm. you saying mm-hmm. you're supposed to embrace and kiss your enemies 
and rebuke your friends. That's what the Bible said. Wow, that's big. That's, that's big. what the Bible said. That's a big rock right there. It is a big rock. But guess what? Jesus needed Judas. You rebuke your friends because you love them, right? Because you love them. Mm, that's right. That's anyway. the only reason why. If 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 mm -hmm. and if your friend cannot take the rebuke, then that's just not your friend. That's not your friend. Ooh. That's not your friend. Oh, that's oh. not your friend. I should be humble enough right. for anybody that come to me that I say my associate and my friend and say, listen, bro, you were wrong. Right. And take it and understand it. Just like you said, your homeboy that can't drink, somebody mm -hmm. should go to him and say, Listen, bro, you had too much. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. If somebody can't do that and they're gonna watch you make a fool of yourself, yeah. that's not your friend. That is not your why friend. Why you ruining my good time? Why are you trying right. to take the? Why are you trying to knock the bottle out of my hand? Yeah, I stop. Ain't drunk. You are right. drunk, and that's the first thing people that says that 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 that, that is drunk. I'm not drunk. Right. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. You know, so <laughs> your wilderness moment. You know, it, it could be. I mean, people been through a lot of stuff. You know, mm. women's been molested, men has been molested. Right. That's your wilderness moment, but it's not for you to sit there and, and, yeah. and fall up and crawl up and just say, you know what, this is what happened, this is what I'm a victim of, I'm just going to stay there. No, it's to push you to be a better person That's but, right. and to help somebody through Can it. I get back to asking you one mm -hmm. question? You mentioned that um, diversity kind of impacted your life, but yeah. you, you kind of grew up in so, seclusion. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's beauty. It's, 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 there's, I, I, I tell this to everybody. Mm -hmm. I said, um, everyone needs to sit down and they need to just look at their life. Doesn't care how old you are. You're 19, you're 25, you're 35, you're 45. Everyone needs to sit down and actually start to just look at their life exactly. and just examine, you know, just for a moment of clarity and you will uh, realize how much you've learned, yeah. how much growth, yes. um, what the areas in your life that mm. was a story of victim is now your greatest strength. Exactly. Um, and as I did that, you know, one of the things I learned was diversity, um, the the power of diversity in my life. So I grew up, yes, I grew up in Pembroke Pines, and at first I didn't realize it until I was really looking back, but we were the only black family on the block. Oh, yeah. That's that was a nice area. Yeah. <laughs> and this was back in the day before nah, the, the white story. flight, that we call it, the white flight where all everyone moved out to Davie. But, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. but this was back in the day, the early... 2000s, um, wow. and it was like nothing. Yeah, that was the only, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> nothing. I, I, I go to school out here. There's yes. nothing out here. That, that means this man family got money. But no, no, no. <laughs> I wish. But um, yeah, the whole ahead. point is, um, so we grew up there. Um, yes, I was homeschooled, um, but but we were still um, we still were diverse in the community. So you know we. I remember one of my earliest, this is my first memory of, I wouldn't call racism, but um, for lack of a better word, but just realizing that, oh, I'm black. Yeah. Um, I was in the library and I was sitting down and you know, I was getting ready to go sit on the computer and a girl just ran up to me and it was she and her sister or friend or whatever. And they're the same age, they were just staring at my eyes. And I'm like, why are these girls staring at my eyes? Like, you know, I know I'm handsome, never but seen uh, <laughs> never seen this but I like why why did they run up to me and stare at my eyes? And I couldn't have been more than I couldn't have been more than eleven, ten, eleven. But um, the whole point is, this is what they said: Wow, you got brown eyes, black eyes, and then they just ran away. And that was like my first moment of realizing that I'm not like everybody else here. I do not have the blue eyes, the green eyes. Um, the, and it, it was one of those moments that, you know, it really sunk in and it made me feel like, oh, I'm black. Um, There's another moment I was, I was walking in, what was it? We were in one of the malls, and it was one of those stores um, that unsponsored stores <laughs> let's just say that we're not gonna say the store name but i was in a store and the lady walked up to me she's like oh do you work here because for some reason i was wearing the same color shirt as the employees and then she was like oh never mind when she realized um that was but i never really noticed it because even though we were in Pembroke Pines and we were in the community and we were always around those type of people, you were like oblivious to thinking. It. I was oblivious to it, and then on the weekends we would go to Pentab, um, oh, okay. and which is everybody is Caribbean American. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So same. it's like I got my little balance there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, at the same time, um, and then when I moved out of my parents' home at 19 and I went to Orlando, again, I was in a white community. Um, where I had my, where a police stopped me one time and he said, you fit the description. Oh, wow. And I said, what's the description, sir? Mm. He couldn't answer me. Young and black. <laughs> but um, the whole point is growing up and having both sides, um, especially um, going to a church that is, you know, when I was in Orlando and when I started, when I gave my life back to God, when I stopped being, going through the season of being agnostic um, and I started to attend church, um, I was, I walked into church and, um, for some reason, I was praying. I thought I walked into the KKK convention <laughs> because I was like, there was no black people. I was looking for minorities. I, I could count on one hand how many minorities was in that church. But um, this was where God was send, sent me. He says, go there. And I, I went there. I gave my life back to God. And um, the whole point, again, I, I was in a community where um, it was just second nature to me. Like I, Again, I'm the only black guy in the room. But the, the main thing that I learned was the importance of diversity. Beauty lies in the diversity of its people. Yeah, Heaven is not going to be all black people no, over here, all white thing. people over here, no. all Asian people over here, or whatever. Heaven's Everyone's connected, everyone's together, so why on earth we're so living so separate? Yeah. Right. You, you get, why, why are we so caught up in, in our own culture yeah. within the church, bringing our culture into the church yeah. so much to the point where we're, there's a divide? Yeah. We divide ourselves between the smallest things. That's so true. And and, and God has never been about divide. So, no. so that's one of the things that I do expound a little bit more in depth in the book is the importance of diversity. Nice. Um, because, you know, going to, you know, different churches, um, I've experienced different versions of how people praise God. Mm. And I realized that, so that we have so much more alike than we realize. Yeah. It's just semantics at the end of the day. Right. That's it. And then, you know, like even some people like who grew up, like I have friends who's grown up and they don't even have a white friend. <laughs> or they, they've they never... have a white friend? Yeah, like, so yeah. like they would, they're like, oh. And I, I, without you experiencing certain things or having certain experiences in your life, you can't come to certain conclusions. Wow. So basically, you pretty much had to come out of the covering of the church and the pulpit and, and experience things on your own. Right. And become diverse and other than what you knew and had knowledge of. Exactly. So like even that, that was a whole culture shock for me. So like even though I say I'm a PK and I grew up in the church, in the Pentecostal church, but I was always like around um, the, the church that's predominantly black or mm -hmm. predominantly minority owned. And... Mm -hmm. um, Having that whole experience where, you know, like not instead of just not living in a community or being mm -hmm. um, surrounded by the community, I'm actually now um, going in church and worshiping with these people. And now I'm even like nice. going to like prayer meetings and all that. I'm like, I'm having it's a different it was a whole new experience. Wow. And it, it was something that made me realize that we that there's a lot of work to be done. Okay. So, so when you talk about like you know the drugs and stuff you're doing, yes. that's pretty much like a wilderness moment for you. That was a wilderness moment. So how did you overcome that? Again, the short answer, God. Um, it's it's all God. I I, I was talking to my auntie um, as I was in the process of writing the book, and I was speaking to her, and I was she was like she was like God was on your side because. When I was just showing her some of the things that I went through, she's like, just half of that, people's gone. Okay, lingo. Yeah. In hindsight, it was God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We all know that. But the steps. The steps. Was there like a moment so, you went through something that kind of like pushed you to go back, you know, to the church side? What or, led you back? Yeah, what led you so back? So what led me from from lying to myself of that, I, that, I, that you know, when I was going to the season of being agnostic, that... Mm -hmm. God trying trying to get to myself to believe that God isn't real mm -hmm. because of so much that, that had happened in my life where I didn't want to believe him to be real. Mm -hmm. um, but I was always that honest person with myself, you know, having that conversation saying that, you know, at the end of the day, if there's proof, then there's proof. Mm -hmm. But um, the steps that, the, the number one thing that happened was I remember one day um, out of the blue, out of the blue, 
God spoke to me. And he hasn't spoken to me. The first time I heard the voice of God, I was 19 years old. Was it audible or was it? It was weird because for years I always heard preachers or people talk about, oh, God speaks, God speaks. I'm like, God speaks to you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like, I've never heard him one time. And I was just like, it was just one of those things that you grew up in. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know, if I could just hear him speak. But I I remember I was 19 and it was during the season where I was getting ready to leave. And Mm -hmm. again, it was just one of those push from God telling me, no, no, no. But, um, it was my Sunday school teacher. She wanted me to um, speak to the youth mm-hmm. um, to teach the Sunday school lesson. For, so that's an hour that I'm going to be doing, mm-hmm. speaking to college and career class, which is 18 to 22. Mm-hmm. And she wanted me to speak to them. And she says, God is going to give you a topic. And I'm like, no, he isn't, because <laughs> I'm not going to do it. No, um, but I humbled myself and I prayed. And this was just like one of those moments where like, God, if you're real, come on now. And I sat down I, at the bed and I prayed, got up. As I was getting up, I heard him said, I am. Just two words. Yeah. And I was like, who spoke? Nice. <laughs> and then I realized, I was like, oh, snap. God has given me, is, 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 is giving me a scripture. God has given me the topic and it was for me it was this, the word of the season which is i am your healer i am your your keeper i am your protector was, god wanted me to have that experience of knowing him for myself mm-hmm. yep. back to the wilderness story nice. you know and what there's a lot of things in life that is a detour mm-hmm. and then there's a lot of things in life that you can say maybe was destined mm-hmm. um, but i still went out and years now I found myself years later, and the, ne- the second time that God spoke to me, I was passing by the church, mm-hmm. and I haven't been in church for years. The excuse was, I'm working all the time. I was working six, sometimes seven days a week, mm-hmm. and I was just using that as an excuse not to go to church. Mm-hmm. And nice. wow. God said, go to church. And that was audible? Or? It was... It was as loud yet as soft at the same time. And yeah, that, yeah. that was the crazy part about God. The, uh, hearing God's voice is just something that blows my mind every day. You know it's God. You know it's God. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. and it's one of those things I, 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 I am very uh, sometimes reluctant to speak on mm-hmm. because a, a lot of times it's a people. They're not going to understand it. The, you don't understand until you have that experience. Yeah. Um, and then there are those who just love to use the word, God spoke to me, God spoke to me, when that's your pizza stomach speaking to you, honey. Yeah. But um, the whole point is that was the moment where when God said go to church, it was like, oh, no time to clean up my act. Like, God was like, you had your time. I gave you, mm-hmm. I gave you time. Now it's time to do my work. Yeah. Nice. And so that was the moment. It was October 2018 was though was when the Lord was nudging me. December, um, the last Sunday of 2018, I was in church. Okay, right. right. And February 2019, um, February 2019, I was back at a place where I hadn't been in years, and not just hadn't been, but at a whole new experience, which was I was now going to church. I was now believing. I was now doing all the things that I should have that I was doing before, but with a whole new mentality. That I'm not yeah. doing this because this is how I was raised. Oh, yeah. I'm doing this because this is what I nice. desire to do. Nice. Um, the steps anyone can. Everybody has their own story about you know whether they've experienced with drugs or whatever. Um, the, my story simply is at one point I just realized that I just didn't care to get high anymore. Mm. That was it. I just didn't care. I just, I was hurting for so long and then I just gave my hurt to God and I realized I just didn't care. And that was like the turning moment in, or the turning point in starting to be intentional about doing the right things. 
get I'm into where I need to get. Something, though. That's yeah. interesting. Um, you said about you, you got tired of feeling hurt and just giving that guy. Yeah. Um, you, uh, what, I'm, what I'm trying to get at is like the preface. Um, you said earlier that when you were 19, you just moved out. and yeah. did, um, So you had a clear goal behind your steps. <clears throat> so my thing is, what, what was the factor that caused you to say, you know what? I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop doing this and this and this and doing my own thing. And what was the um, prefecture behind all that? I let you decide. So, um, for those who, <sighs> I said it earlier. I don't know if we were live at the time, but I said it earlier that I came from a family that. Mm-hmm. Just like many of us, you know, when we look at our stories, we all have a story to tell, but a family that has accomplished somewhat mm. enough. Mm. I don't want to say a lot, but enough. Mm. Um, looking at my mother, you know, who graduated from the University of the West Indies and then went to Boston University. She was a nurse. Um, she's a traveling astronomer. She was singing in Jamaica on TV back in the day when TV was, mm. wasn't was a thing. You get what I'm saying? Mm. Um my father, you know, I looked at my father, you know, he's Minister Gladstone Lingo, and, you know, he always, I, I lost count about how many churches we visited with him wow. um, where he would preach at. Wow. And, you know, just having, um, I tell you, Uncle Ogarth being my uncle, um, so, you know, when you're going around a lot of people who's accomplished a lot, um, there's a lot of pressure on you. Yeah, yeah. And it's not pressure that necessarily that you put on yourself to like, okay, I got to prove to everyone that I, I can do something too. Mm-hmm. But it's pressure that sometimes even the church kind of puts on you. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, oh, you're going to be a pastor when you, you grow up. You're going to, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, so like everyone would compare me to like my father. They, they would say like, oh, you're going to be a minister when you grow up or you're going to do this when you grow up. And they were already putting something on me mm-hmm. that I... I'm here trying to discover what I want to do. Yeah, your own identity. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm here trying to find myself, and there's this pressure on me yeah. already. So um, to, to answer your question, nice. simply, I, I knew what I wanted to do, and it didn't all automatically line up to everything that I guess they wanted me to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that I had, a cl- I had a goal that I wanted to create my create art mm-hmm. um, I wanted to produce an album I wanted to write a book I wanted to I, I was that kid who I was like oh I didn't really see college for me mm-hmm. but I saw Hollywood for me I was oh. that kid that like you know oh I would audition for Disney like that was that was the kid that, that was the mentality that was going on that was the mindset I had at the time mm-hmm. um, but the will of God wasn't anywhere there. So leaving at 19 years old to go after your dreams and go after the vision that you have for yourself and getting discouraged because it's not happening as fast enough, obviously because now you're on your own at 19 because you want to prove yourself, Mm -hmm. you got bills to pay. You got all these things to do. You don't got really time to chase your dreams. You don't got time to do any of that. And that's how slowly but surely I picked up bad habits. Um, But I left with a clear goal, mainly just because I wanted to prove to everyone who had that pressure on me, and even to myself, that I can do it on my own. I didn't need um, my parents. You know, I didn't want to be that kid. Like, there's this culture, especially even in hip-hop, for like rappers, if you weren't, if you didn't start at the bottom, mm-hmm. you don't get that respect. You get what I'm saying? No cred. Yeah. So like, look at how they were with Drake at first. Yeah. You know, they it, Drake had to prove himself because yeah. he he didn't come from the bottom. He came from middle class America, yeah. um, middle class Canada. He but wasn't hungry. Exactly. So like, there's a lot of you know like that culture of hip hop yeah. where it's like, um, if you didn't start at the bottom, you, you got to earn our respect, mm-hmm. and. So it was somewhat of that culture, that, that mentality that I even had in my head where it's like, I want to prove to everyone that, yo, I left my parents' home without a dime to my name and I did it on my own. And that was the worst mistake I made because 
it's not you doing it on your own. It's God with you. Yeah. Did they did they assist you? Did they try and reach out to you? Did they try to get you back? Great question. So my mother knew that I had her 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 like spirit. Yeah. Where once I made up my mind about something, ain't no comment on it. <laughs> like it's so it's, it's nothing to be discussed. And come back when you're ready. Exactly. Um and but they they've reached out. And I, out of pride, especially, you know, I don't know if it's a Jamaican thing. It's a Jamaican thing um, <laughs> where we have this pride about us. And um, I was just like, no, I want I, I, the, the number one mentality was to show that I can do it on my own, to do it myself. And that was another lesson that I wrote that I expanded in the book um, where I had to learn humility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to learn how to accept help. Mm. Um, it was a little bit too late, <laughs> but I had, I, I, at least I, I, I learned the lesson. It's never mm-hmm. too late. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't learn at that time, but you right. know, now you, you know. you young. It. You just... Oh, yeah. He's oh, like yeah. four. He's like, I'm oh, 20 miles on his body. <laughs> learned, um, it's, it, ain't, it ain't too late, bro. You still got time. So, I mean, do you think that you, you pushing that their help away was kind of like a slap in the face, like you couldn't do it, so now I need to help you. Um, I, I I I push it away, because out of uh, more of offense, like you really think I can't do it? Yeah, exactly. you know, um, and that's the clean version, the <laughs> the PG version. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but it it was really that mentality. It was like I can do this. I knew I can do it. I mm-hmm. had that mentality where if I put my mind to something, mm-hmm. I knew I could accomplish it. Um, and I, I thank God for the experience nonetheless, because at the end of the day, it was still a growing experience, but my, it could have been easier if I humbled myself sooner. Um, so what was that breaking point that made you come back and accept the help and humble yourself? What made me come back, um, was my failed suicide attempt, Mm. which is another testimony of that. I know God is real. Because God is like, you ain't going nowhere. (laughs) What took you to that point? What took me to that point, it was the point of knowing that I failed, pretty much. That was the word I used at the time. I failed in the sense of I didn't, I said it earlier that everyone needs to look at their story and they would see their growth. I didn't see my growth. I didn't realize I had a lot that I accomplished. I just looked at it from the world's point of view in the sense of, oh, my peers are graduating with their bachelors and their masters mm. and look at me. Nothing. Okay. Like my best friend growing up, um, she's right now in law school. And I'm just like, oh, look at me. Um, another homegirl that I grew up with just got married the other day. Yeah. And I'm like, look at me. Yeah. So it's like I'm looking at my peers and I'm comparing myself. Mm. And I'm like, so, so in the world's eyes, I haven't done anything. I have nothing to prove. I had my luxury apartment in Winter Park, Florida, but I lost it. I bought my first two cars cash. Yes, it was, you know, cheap old cars, but my first two cars cash, no help from my parents, but I, they got... They, you got I, the pink slip. You got yeah. the blue... The, yeah, you got the title. <laughs> That's all I got. I don't got the car no more. Yeah, yeah. You know, so there was a lot of stuff that, you know, like, and I felt I felt ashamed, mm-hmm. um, again, because I felt like I I, I didn't... Now I'm coming back to South Florida, and or I'm, and people's gonna like, oh, so what have you done mm-hmm. all these years? You know they're gonna ask you too. Exactly, <laughs> and I'm here already. Just I can't live up to that, and I was just like, and I I no longer had the desire yeah. to hustle. Yeah, you were tired. I I was worn out. I was tired. Without God as your drive, you have no energy. All your strength. Part of good child. That's what I was thinking. The whole time when you were talking, I was thinking about so, so the whole point is, I it was during a season where it was my it was the last straw, and I was like, "Yo, if if if, if it ain't gonna work here, it ain't gonna work nowhere." That was the mentality I had, and I saw that yo, it's not gonna work. I ain't gonna call my mom. Mm. So, I it was one of those seasons where I was in between, 
using and abusing. Mm-hmm. Um, and during that time, I, I said, you know what? I did something that I should never have done. I tried to overdose on some pain kills. Pain. And were you were you really like decided like that? I made the intentional decision that I was going to end my life. Okay. I expected to die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the whole thing. Um, but I'm alive today, thank God. Yeah. But um, that that was the and then so after that, this is what happened. This is the crazy part. After I the after the failed suicide attempt, um, where I made the intentional decision that. I, w- I wanted to get out. And when I realized I'm still here, I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me just call my mom. Mm-hmm. She hasn't seen me in a while. She wants to see me. I said, let me call her. Let me spend some time with her so she can see me one more time. And you going to try again? Because I knew I was going to try again. Oh, wow. And that is what saved my life. Yeah. Coming down and seeing her that one more time and humbling, going through an experience where that was humbling because that was challenging in itself. Coming back and now everybody's seeing you like, hey, what's up? What did you do? And now I had to step up to the plate and actually answer that question. And now all that, my biggest fear is already behind me. And I'm like, okay, ain't nothing to worry about now. Hmm. You know, like everything that you you were worried about it. So what you say is it's not really the fact that you failed. It's more along the fact that. You uh, your pride was getting in the way of it. Yeah, pride goes before a fall. Oh, pride comes before a fall. Ouch. Yep, that one sure does. Yeah. That's what the Bible says. That's the that's, that's, <laughs> that's the Bible right here. It's like that's kiss your kiss your enemy and rebuke your friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So talk about your book, man. I know you got a book coming out in two twenty eight of what is it? No, 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 February, no. April, April twenty fifth. April twenty fifth. April twenty fifth. February twenty eighth. Um, the website is because the website that I have up right now, I'm literally tearing it down, mm-hmm. um, and we built a new website, so that's going to go up on the 28th. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, that's that's where you got the 28th 20, yeah. from. But um, the whole point you know, on April 25th, and you know, I, I prayed about you know like when that date was mm-hmm. going to be. It's so funny that it's five days after my sister's birthday. Have, so happy birthday, sister! If you're watching this, is on April twentieth. Uh, <laughs> but um, the whole point is, April twenty fifth, the book is going to be released. An introduction to another big word, Eleutheromania, <laughs> which is just a word that means um, the desire for freedom. That's right. Um, I looked that up. Yeah, <laughs> it was a word I didn't know either. Yeah, that's not a word. Let me look that up. <laughs> what the first time I heard that word, I was like, "What?" That's one long spelling bee word, E L U. Like, like you can't even mm-hmm. do it. But, um, but again, the theme is still the same: finding God in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And the book is just uh, a love letter to everyone to write your own story. Mm. That's it. I'm not here to talk about politics. I'm not here to talk about religion. You will hear my my what I believe. You will hear what I believe. You will hear my thoughts. But I'm not here to put my thoughts on anybody else. The book is simply just like here's is what I went through, and here is the revelation I got after the season. Yeah. Does that make sense? Makes a lot of sense. Your story, your story. Yeah. Right. Um. So that's what it's mainly about. It's just a story of you know, um, my short, 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 short life. <laughs> 25 in August, but um, August what? August 10th. I'm a Leo. Okay, that's but, a thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> we won't get into that, but um, but the whole thing is. When um, is your birthday? It's um, it's a month. It's a month. <laughs> in a day, in a year, exactly. I can find out. It's a blessing. We're gonna find that out. Anyone got the spirit <clears throat> of discernment here? Oh, he's born in June. It's a month, it's a day, it's a year. <laughs> June what? Oh. I'm going to throw a party in June. <laughs> How about you stay over there and be the <laughs> flying away? So, Matthew's birthday is on June 4th. Wow. Yeah, I'm a mm-hmm. blessing. Yeah, you are. It's best out here. Exactly. <laughs> 
Gotta spread the blessings, man. You can't keep it to yourself. Simple right. things, simple things are your blessing, man. Just that date is a blessing. Hey, the man said that he, um, guy said, uh, it's not your time. It wasn't his time. Yeah, it wasn't so a lot of it's a time. blessing. Look at what he's doing now. He's blessing people with some words of wisdom. Facts. 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 Ain't even open up a website. That's one of the hardest Facts. things. Um, yeah, it's rough. I'm struggling with that right now. Yeah, I'm about to reach out for help. I need help. <laughs> hey, you see yeah. that right there? We asking for the help. Everybody, <laughs> yo, anybody listening? I'm about to reach out for help. But yeah, man, it's 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 it's, it's blessed out here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's blessed out here. But yeah, God wasn't ready for you, man. He wasn't ready to take you. Oh, you got some work to do. Um. You should start doing a lot. You should start doing a lot of blogging, man, and like you know, encouraging folks that way. You know, I'm actually thinking about doing it too. You know, um, yeah, because God has been giving me like some like like different topics. You know, just the short, nothing long, right? You know, just to you know to talk about encouragement, especially a lot of stuff I went through. The labor is our few. That's it. You know, showing that you you could overcome. You know, a lot of things that we think is hard. You know, because we think right. it's hard. Our mind is made up. Like, you know, this is tough. I can't jump over this hurdle. That's right. But once you free your mind and loose your mind and have a mind that's saying, listen, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Then nothing can stop you. Amen. You know, that's, what that song say? Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. It's facts. All the way up. Only person can stop you is you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you keep pushing, you keep grinding, you keep doing the work, then guess what? It will pay off. God right. reward, God rewards the faithfulness. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what he says. And he's fact. Yo, I was reading the Bible the other day, and it stuck out the front. It stuck out to me like so plain. He said, "Listen, Abraham, I swear I'm gonna bless you." Wow. When you ever hear God say that, wow. <laughs> he's like, "I'm gonna bless you, Abraham. I swear I'm gonna do it." That's it. Because Abraham was gonna sacrifice his only son. Yeah. Right. Nice. And you have to have that experience. Um, just you have to stick to. a pin. Um, but that that yeah, that that, that was another big part of my life. Yes, I, I, I grew up around a lot of old people. I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> I got a, a lot of those old sayings. Um, I still say um, greetings and vehicle and those old English words. <laughs> but um, but 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 to stick a pin, like I said, um, I so even though like I had a clear vision of what I wanted to do when I thought I was coming to God or thought I was surrendering to God, um, I was like, okay, then let me do this for God then, you know, and see, if, you know, the Bible says your gift will make way for you and whatnot. And God was like, it's not your time yet. That's right. You gotta wait. <laughs> so even that was part, a little bit depressing in itself because I was so caught up in doing things my way and going on my time mm-hmm. and thinking I had to hurry up and prove myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And God was like, no, you need to hurry up and humble yourself. So, like, you know, like, and God knows the season, you know, like, uh, for your growth, for, you know, um, uh, on on Sunday I was here and I heard the pastor, he, he spoke and he said, um, he was sharing this story of how his humble begins, of how he was taking the bus and, you know, how he was doing it and he had a conversation with God and, you know, like, you, you have to, that's your season of growth right there. Mm-hmm. Your season of growth is not what, it's not the part where you are so focused on getting to. Mm-hmm. It's that valley experience where, yeah. what the songwriter says, he restored thy soul. Quick question. Yeah. Um, I know that you said that you grew up in church, you've been to the point where you feel pressure and stuff like that. Didn't you have anyone that you felt comfortable talking to? Yes and no. So I felt like like I, I, I did have a prayer partner, I remember, at one point. Um, mm-hmm. But I say yes and no in the sense of there were people there. Um, there was um, – I had a lot of PK friends, mm-hmm. uh, but I still felt like there was a lot of people who didn't get it. You got to get away from the PK friends. Bro. I, 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 I You know, <laughs> like I, I was so, I guess, over – Maybe I overthought it because, right. you know, we do that as human beings. Mm-hmm. We overthink things a lot. But um, I I just felt like there was nobody who truly got it. Mm-hmm. Who like, oh, and that was another thing I had to learn. It was that everybody has their own unique story. So no one's really going to get everything. But that doesn't mean you can't have a conversation. And that doesn't mean you can't speak to somebody and you can't learn from each other. But um, everybody was in on it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you got somebody you could talk to? Oh me? 
Brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Man, you looked at that bottle line. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to start line. talking to the bottle like, can you help me? I talk to them sometimes. And Stay away from I had all the friends, <laughs> but he's kind of not there right now. But yeah. Your brother and sisters help you get through it. That's mm-hmm. a good thing. You like go to the movies? Nah, but but that's my that's for me too. My older sister um, in New York, that's who my new accountable partner is. Honestly, out of all the kids that our apostle have, I think the daughter is the most level headed one. That's just me. I think so. Level headed? Yeah. The most quiet, yeah. All right, it's been awesome. It's been real. <laughs> Man, what an awesome topic we had tonight, you know, finding God through the wilderness. You know, we had our brother here. Brother Lindo, Lingo, it's by the time Constantine, Constantine Lingo, you know, talking about finding God through the wilderness. He has a book coming out, you know, April 25th, you know, it's, um, you can pre-order it now on Amazon, you know, I mean, like I always say, I man, support, even if it doesn't match up to you, support it, you know, get it, you know, give it to somebody as a gift, somebody will enjoy it, somebody will read it. Minister Mon, final thought. I just want to um, speak on a little bit of what Apostle was speaking about. God tries to get your attention sometimes. He'll throw a pebble at you. And if the pebble don't get it, he'll throw a stone. Mm. If the stone don't get it, he's going to throw a brick. <laughs> you don't want that brick You're to hit you. <laughs> yeah, you, better, you, better, you either go with that stone or that pebble. But at the same time, I flipped it around. And, and I think that's what kind of like you were going through. Right. You were doing your own thing, and God was trying to get your attention. And he had to do what he had to do, but he let you. He gave you your time. That's right. So it's it's beautiful when the God he gave me my time. I can't yeah. complain. So I I experienced what I had to experience, and he was like, mm-hmm. "It's time for you to come now." I think we time, over experienced. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for real. But I flipped it around, mm-hmm. and I say, "How do we get God's attention? Mm-hmm. Are we throwing pebbles at him? Are we throwing stones? Or are we mm-hmm. trying to throw bricks at him?" See, I'm trying to throw mountains at him, mountains of praise, mountains mm-hmm. of devotion, mountains of praise. And I, I feel like once you do that, you become, mm-hmm. to the world, you become like, what's this guy about? What's he doing? Is he crazy? Mm-hmm. And that's how I'm trying to get, I'm trying to be crazy for God to get his attention. Yeah, and I don't have a I problem like with that. So I pass on with that. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what anyone thinks. Nah. Brother Matthew. Well, my, uh, my, just based on what you guys talking about. I love your sister. I love my family. My topic is, oh my God. Um, yeah, so what I, my final thoughts is like, don't succumb to the trust issues. Because yes, there are folks out there who have ulterior motives and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you got to open up. You can't, because your mind, yes, it's, a wonderful thing, but at the same time, it's a dangerous drug. That's right. And it's like, regardless of the situation, there are times when you overthink things, and and that's causing you to, and especially when you have pride in the mix, mm-hmm. causing you to make some really bad um, moves that if you just were willing to talk about it, just get it out, instead right. of just overthinking you wouldn't have to go through a lot of things. And it's like, that's one thing I'm trying to learn because I'm the type of person, I'm different from you all in the sense that I tend, after after a certain period of time, if I don't, because I overthink and I don't vocalize a lot of things, mm-hmm. I tend to back off. And a lot of y'all notice that. Yeah, <laughs> and a lot of things that I did. And it's like, I'm like, okay, now I'm starting to be more vocal. I can't, I, I don't like just withholding anymore as I used to because I realize it doesn't push me where I need to be. Wow. At the end of the day, I realized that I could have been further if I just like was willing to open up and trust people more. So yeah. don't. How does it feel though, to kind of step out of your comfort zone and vocalize more? How does it feel for you? Feel it feels like okay, uh, you know it's like going to the doctor and then having to get an um, injection. The moment up to it, it's like you're overthinking it, and right. it, it seems like it's something big. But once you actually go through it, it's like oh, it's not okay, that bad. okay, it's just another day in the park. You get a bandaid sticker and a lollipop. So it's like I'm not gonna say it's something great. It's just it just wasn't as bad as your worst fear. It's yeah, exactly. 
Because, again, you're overthinking it to the oomph degree. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we've been doing this show for over a year now. Almost two years. That long? And I have to say, this is one of his best final thought. <laughs> like, seriously, like, you just, like, you almost brought tears to my eyes, bro. Oh, I man. felt that when you just talking. Hey, a lot wow. of people go through it, man. He's really opening up, bro. He opened up. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Man, you sound fake, but all right. Let's, uh, <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not about dead serious, bro. It's like, I'm at all right now. Like, it's like, like, I'm really sitting here like, bro, like, like that was really good. I don't know how to take a compliment, so uh, that's why. I, just give the glory to God. Go, give go, the glory go, to go God. Ahead. All right, brother Lingo, final thought. Let's move on. Since final he thought thought. Um, <laughs> you don't trust You don't trust Like Gregory, I don't take compliments, man. Well, it's like trust that fact. Trust that. Keep on moving. Woo. Push it um, through. Don't overthink it, bro. Final thought. Um, mm. Just don't overthink it. You know. uh, to find finding God in the wilderness is just simply about just having your own experience. I said it earlier. Um, go, try go six days without eating. <laughs> you can't. It, 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 it's not gonna go well with you. So why do we go six days without reading the Word of God? But you know why? Why we go so long without praying? Why we go so long without fasting? Why we go so long without um, without just having that experience, that intimate time with God? Um, and you expect to go out into a world that is so anti-God and be okay. Wow. You're not. Mm. So, um, so that's my final thought. You know, like, you know, you, you don't have to overthink anything if you keep God at the center, keep him at the focus. Wow. Wow. Good final thought. Yeah, yeah that was real quick and That nice. was an awesome final thought. <laughs> yeah. You know, I hope you trust me. That was true. I'm learning. I'm learning. We all are. Oh, but you just discouraged me. Hey, listen, listen. <laughs> I, I I didn't say I was one hundred. I know I, know, I know. I normally have my final thought, but you got my you got my head all over the place listen, right now. Listen, you should realize I ain't one hundred percent there. I'm like <laughs> I'm trying to get there, but I'm like maybe you get there. You're baby steps. It's like hey, baby steps. Wow. All right. Um, I said it before. I got together. pebbles. I got uh, bricks that I need to start taking down. Oh, yeah, he did say that last Break. week. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He said that last week. Them bricks are still up there though. Yeah, I'm gonna see that. Hey, just know. Hey, just know. All right, uh, so yeah. my final thought, you know, it's actually the words from a song. It says, Wide awake while the world is sound sleeping, too afraid of what might show up while you're dreaming. Nobody, nobody, nobody sees you. Nobody, nobody, nobody would believe you. Every day you try to pick up all the pieces, all the memories, they somehow never leave you. Nobody, nobody sees you. Nobody, nobody, nobody would believe you. But guess what? Mm. God only knows what you've been through. And God only knows what they say about you. And God only knows how it's killing you. God only knows. God only knows. When you go through your wilderness moment, it's not to kill you. Amen. You know, Paul went through it. You know, Paul said, I consider myself the least of the apostles. You know, he did a lot. He wrote the he wrote majority of the New Testament. That's right. You know, and it's a man that never walked with God. But guess what? On his way to Damascus, when he's going to do what he's comfortable doing, which was killing Christians, mm. God met him there. That's and right. And blinded him and said, "Listen," <laughs> and talked to him, spoke to him in his in his head, and said, "Why do thou persecutest me?" Mm. And he had to wake up and understand that's God talking to me. And he was so far behind that he had to fight his way back in. Because think about it, you're killing people. You're killing Christians, but now you got to fight your way back with them so they could trust you. So that, that was going through. He went through a lot of wilderness moments. Yep. Right. He was on the ship. The ship, was, the ship was broken apart. He went on the island. The viper bit him and latched onto him. Yo, Paul went to test after test after test after Amen. test. He went through the wilderness over and over and over because what the Bible said, through much tribulation, wherefore we enter the kingdom of heaven. It's not going to be easy. Don't think it's going to be easy. You're going to have your wilderness moment. But what, how you come out and what your testimony is, what makes a difference. On Paul's deathbed, he said, listen, Timothy, I got my crown. I finally got my crown. You're going to go through some stuff that's going to crush you. Um, God himself went through it. You know, the Garden of Gethsemane, that's, that's where they used to crush the grapes. 
he went through his crushing moments and he buried it all. So we're going to have to bear some crushing moments. We're going to have to bear some times we're in the desert alone and there's nobody there with us. We're going to be, we have to bear some time we go through the wilderness. The Bible says, yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I will fear no evil. You have to go through it, but fear not because God is with you. His rod and his staff will comfort you. Don't forget to hop on over to our YouTube page. That's the conversation. Don't forget to subscribe. Until next week, it's been awesome. It's been real. Don't forget to look out for Brother Lindo's book. You know, it's coming out April 25th. You can pre-order it right now on Amazon. Right now on Amazon. Right now on Amazon. Right now on Amazon. You can pre-order his book right now. Right now. But it comes out on April 25th. Yeah, I can check us out on Spotify. Oh, yeah. We're on Spotify, Google, Anchor, Stitcher, Breaker. We're on every podcast platform. You can think about we're under. Can I make a plug? Listen. Can I plug something in? Go ahead. We got a fish fry coming up, a KBI fundraiser, and we're trying to, you know, fry the fish and tickets on sale for twelve dollars. You can see, you know, anybody at KBI for tickets, and um, we're trying to raise funds towards the Women in White um, Healing and Deliverance Service, which we have um, Dr. Apostle Sandra Smith coming in from the Bahamas, and um, yeah, Escovich Fishing Festival for twelve dollars. And um, Friday, March the 6th, from 12 to 5 p.m. So we got tickets for sale. Come get your tickets. Come get your fish on. And um, at the, the funds will be raised for the women in white, you know, to handle and help with the expenses and set off the costs. And that's a delivery service going on April 11th, I believe, Saturday at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. And it's the third, I believe, about the third annual third women one. in white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the cries of Hannah's womb. So, support, come out, so we'll see the deliverance, and, you know, we'll see you there. That's right. So, God bless. It's been awesome. It's been real. It's just a conversation where we say hashtag, talk talk about about it. it.